When faced with day-to-day -day operations and responsibilities of building a startup, even the most successful and seasoned business leader can lose sight of the company's mission and become way too focused on surviving instead of inspiring. It's a fab female founder Friday today, and our guest is going to fill your cup with all the inspiration you need for your founder journey. Oh my goodness, stay tuned for the Start of Life live show. Let's glow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Start of Life live show. I'm your host, Andy Lyons, four times founder and startup champion for founders around the world. And after raising four businesses of my own, I now share founder stories to help newly minted first-time founders find the solutions and inspiration they need to succeed. And I'm so grateful that you carved out time to tune in and up your founder game cheering on a fellow founder. You never know, you might hear about a new resource or tool. We get that shot of inspiration you need to go back and really create success with your new business. If you're joining us live today, please say hello in the comment threads. And if you're watching the replay, hey, say hello there too, because I love to swing by and give everyone a big hug. Hello. If you resonate with the show's mission, of amplifying diverse voices while serving first-time founders around the world, please consider supporting the Start of Life live show with a small donation. You can find the donation buttons on my website. And thank you for sharing your like love on this video, wherever you're watching, because we are live right now on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And you never know who might be tuning in. And by sharing your like love, going to send the video into your feed and someone in your community network may see this and go out and tune in and get just the gems they need as well. So I'm so grateful for your like love on this video. If you're tuning in from YouTube, please share your subscribe love and click that bell icon so you receive an alert whenever I go live. All right. So I got to tell you, our guest today is just going to light you up. I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Let me just pull up a little visual for you to get an idea of who this remarkable woman is. It's Jennifer Foxworthy. She's a retired U.S. Navy veteran who served her country proudly for 21 years. And today, Jennifer travels the country as a powerful keynote speaker, using her voice to help others find theirs. As the founder and CEO of Inspirationally Speaking LLC and the founder and CEO of Unstoppable You Ministries, Inc., Jennifer embodies the Navy core values of honor, courage, and commitment to help leaders stay focused, intentional, and thriving. And she's a domestic violence advocate and author of Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come. Jennifer uses real talk and humor to help remove internal and external barriers that prevent founders from fully stepping into their leadership authority. I just got to say, we're going to be going to entrepreneurship school today. No, better yet, entrepreneurship church today with this remarkable woman. Let's bring her into the room. Hey, Jennifer. Ah! Yay, Andy. <laughs> Oh, you got the class. I got the pom-poms oh, that okay. were on fire. I got to tell you, those pom-poms are just 
making me burst with joy. Thank you, Jennifer, yes. for bringing all that. It's so wonderful to have you here. And may I just say thank you so very much for serving our country through the Navy for several decades. We all appreciate your service so much. It is an honor and a pleasure to be of service to you, our country, um, just every everyone you know, around the world. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. So I'm just gonna say hello to a few folks who are tuning in. And we have a LinkedIn user who's saying, hi there, you know, sometimes, I'm so sorry, sometimes they don't say who you are, so let us know who you are. Uh, that's a StreamYard LinkedIn thing, but we're so grateful you're here. And female founder extraordinaire, Kristen Hancock, how the heck are you? I'm so happy you're tuning in from Texas. And look who's here from Seattle, the one and only, goddess diane najem founder of and here we go she knows what to do founder of photopad you know i love amplifying other founders businesses jennifer and photopad i mean diane is if you were to look up tenacious in the dictionary you'll see goddess diane's picture right there she has been working on making this happen phenomenal phenomenal website for those who are listening it's photopad dot co be sure to dm diane if you're interested and yes and diane says thank you jennifer for serving woo -woo. <laughs> thank you diane and asia my wonderful asia i'm so happy to see you she says hey andy and jennifer foxworthy glad to be tuned in i'm a user experience designer and it's pronounced asialakay.net. That's the website. Now, see, you know, the people, they're getting really good at this. Yay, founders. And thank you for letting us know how we can learn more about you and connect with you everywhere you glow. Yay, Asia. And it's Christine. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sometimes that happens, Christine. I don't know why, but hi. And I do believe Christine is the reason we know each other. Yes. Yay. Oh, I love Christine. Yay, Christine, thank you so much for introducing me to Jennifer and yes. Julie Piles, the amazing gourmet copywriter. Now, how cool is this? On LinkedIn, she has it right there so everybody knows. Good afternoon from sunny Florida. Love your personalities. My dad was a U.S. Navy lifer. Thank you for your service. Woo Yay. All right, Julie, you, you are so rocking it. Love, love, love that. Where are you hailing from today, Jennifer? I am hailing from Southern Maryland. Yes, down so towards the southern tip of uh, Maryland, probably about 65 miles south of D.C. Excellent. So, you know, it's so much fun to see how folks come in from around the country and sometimes from around the world. We get folks popping in at different times. But I'm excited to share your story and I want to dive in so folks can start learning about you. Oh, wait, we got to say hi to Jessica Sandin just before we go into launching into some good pieces of information. Jessica Sandin, founder of Systemic Flow, everybody. You've got to go to this website. This woman is helping our young friends get really uh, educated in STEM. And she does it in a really fun way, especially for our girls to make sure that they are tuned in to science, technology, and math and engineering at a young age. And she's created a really fun way to do that. So Jessica, you rock goddess. <laughs> 
and, and Jessica, you've been on the show though, Jessica, we interviewed you here in the Startup Life Live show and you're saying you're an introvert, but I'm saying otherwise, you did great. You did so well. You were in Hamby Vert that day. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, let's go into your origin story because I love to find out where people started and how you ended up in the Navy. Like what compelled you to join the armed services? Well, I realized in 10th grade that I wanted to join the Navy and went on their uh, delayed entry program through the recruiting station. And one of the catalysts is I love my hometown, York, Pennsylvania. But unfortunately, as I was growing up, I wasn't surrounding myself with um, a positive influence of people. But I knew that I had the potential to do great and amazing things. And if I didn't leave after high school because I couldn't afford to go to college, then I knew that that potential was going to be wasted in doing in doing things that wouldn't serve me, my family, or the community very well. Right. And so the Navy seemed like the best option for me. And when I graduated high school, I raised my right hand and went on to boot camp, which was in Orlando, Florida at the time in 1991. Wow. wow. But you chose to stay and work your way up the ranks. I mean, some people join and after their minimum time, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, thank you. See you. Bye. But you chose to stay 21 years. Why is that? I just knew I wanted to just stay the course and make it a career. Um, retirement in order to have the benefits of retirement, you had to do at least 20 years. That's right. And that was my mindset. I want to be independent. I want to give back to my family. I wanted to see the country and the world. And that's what I was able to do. Andy, I have been to 27 different countries and I've been to 49 out of the 50 states. Okay. So you saw the U.S. <laughs> and the world. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's amazing. I love that. What's the, what are a couple of the big takeaways that you took that you felt, wow, that prepared me for this next chapter in my life? What are a couple experiences you can share? I think the, the top three takeaways that I would like to share is that in the military, support groups or that system, your colleagues, is paramount. Right. Also, we train how we fight. So there's no half-stepping. You train how you fight. And then last but not least, leaders can set the tone for others' success. Yeah. And I draw on all of those. I'm about networking. I'm about collaborating. I'm about being focused, intentional, and thriving and putting those leadership skills out there. And that's what Let's Get Fit, my Inspirationally Speaking, is all about. Oh, we're going to talk more about that soon. But so you retired. Was mm -hmm. that an adjustment after you left? And, and did you had you been planning for a few years and what you were going to do next? I realized that I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I think the I sealed the deal. Um, in 2006, when I had an opportunity to speak at a inner city school in California, yeah. um, which it was riddled with gang violence. And mm -hmm. so you can imagine the mindset of the students 
um, when they're in that type of environment. And the hugs that I received and the comments from those students, and they were in tears. And my message was simple. Whatever you choose to do, just be the best at it. And don't let anyone tell you any different, whether it's working at McDonald's, mopping the floor, or uh, cleaning a house, whatever it is, just be the absolute best of it. And many of the students said that they have never received that type of encouragement, not even from their own parents. Wow. So coming from someone who looked like them, sharing that, imparting that that compassion and encouragement and that it was reciprocal they gave sure. to me what i gave to them and that just sealed it so for my last i would say six to seven years in the navy i felt like i was running in place i knew that i wanted to become a motivational speaker and start my business Excellent. And I want to congratulate you on getting through the benefits period. You know, folks, so often we're told, oh, burn the ships, the bridges, everything, and just go for it in life. You know what? It's nice to have a little financial cushion, a yes. little security, especially if you don't grow up with that around you before you go out and try to do something that's really scary, where it's really out of your comfort zone. It's good to know that you can keep the lights on, food in your belly, and a roof over your head while you're doing that. So sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Sometimes we have to work full time. Sometimes we have to live with other people. Um, if you're younger, perhaps you move home, you know, whatever that looks like, it's okay. And yes. I really admire you for staying long enough so that you got the benefits and, and reap the reward that way from serving your country, our country. And now you're able to have a good springboard to put you out in life. Because, you know, going out there, being a motivational speaker is hard enough, but now you're a woman of color and yes. you're coming from a strong military background, you know, getting, crossing that bridge and making that happen is going to have different uh, requirements and challenges and obstacles. Yes. So did you have any examples of entrepreneurship when you were growing up? Actually, Andy, I did not. Yeah. Everyone was um, middle class, lower class, just working nine to five, just struggling yeah. to pay the bills and make mm -hmm. it by. Yeah. Um, my mom worked second shift. Um, her and my father, my mother and my father, they were divorced. So, uh, yeah, they were they worked their jobs just to make sure. ends meet. So I did not have any entrepreneur examples. And I think when I retired from the Navy, I was basically starting from scratch. I didn't have a foundation or really, where do I go? Well, I just had a passion. That's it. And you had to go right from scratch to learn, okay, I am going to become an entity because you know, all your businesses have an LLC behind it. So you had to form an entity. You had to start looking at yourself as a business. And mm -hmm. how do I generate income based on my passion? Mm -hmm. Oh, geez, that's always difficult. Sometimes it's just best to keep your passion as a hobby. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you uh, know, how did you like walk us through that, those steps? Because there are a lot of folks out there who do want to do something, but they're still not sure. Like, how do I take those baby steps to then say, okay, who do I call? How do I form my business, my company, all of those things? 
I think I learned about research. If you want something bad enough, you do the research. But while I was, you know, 21 years in the service, that's all I knew. So I didn't attend networking events or listen to podcasts or have social media outlets like this to glean from. It was getting self-help books. Um, When I was speaking it in the atmosphere that I want to be this motivational speaker, someone mentioned Toastmasters. So I researched them and I was like, you know what? I want to get into Toastmasters and perfect that craft. And I started out as a podium speaker where you have notes, you read from them every once in a while, you glance up and there's not much movement. (laughs) Oh, that's me. But through Toastmasters, which I would recommend to anyone, I've been in Toastmasters for over eight years, became a distinguished Toastmaster, DTM. And DTM to a motivational speaker is like a PhD to a doctor. Yeah. So when people see that, they know that I'm coming with something. What does DTM stand for? Distinguished Toastmaster. And not everyone is a distinguished Toastmaster. And it takes a while and a lot of drive, a lot of requirements. Um, And I belong to the Talk of the Town Club. But it has been fruitful for my career. And many people don't realize if you set out to be an entrepreneur, you must do the research and you must perfect your craft. Absolutely. And we know that to be true, founders. You have to up your game. I know you may not be fond of numbers or you may not be fond of marketing. Get enough knowledge about those areas that you are not a fond of or you feel you're not capable or proficient enough. And then you can hire a really good person to support you in those areas. That's great. I love that. And I just want to say hi to a few folks who are swinging by to share the love of you. Hey, Toy. She says, greeting, Jennifer. You are always inspiring. And folks, I just love Toy's title, No Sugarcoating Coach. Oh, that's so great. And Jessica is saying, absolutely. I definitely agree with that, all that you're saying. And one of our favorites swinging by to say, say hello and grace us with his presence. It's Brent Manuel from Ottawa, Canada. And happy Friday to you too, Brent. And Tuesday's guest, the wonderful entrepreneur, Lisa Caprelli. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Saying, I love your guest today. Thanks for sharing, sharing positive messages for all. You know, it's easy if you know to go toward what we don't like, you know, and start, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking and putting energy to the pain. And it really Mm -hmm. takes a level of persistence and focus to take that energy and go and turn it into positive. It's not that we're Pollyanning anything. I don't know if that's a word, but we're not trying to sugarcoat it as Toy would say. We're just saying, you know what, this is how we want to focus our energy. And Diane, uh, from photopad.co is saying, wow, Jennifer's story is so motivating and inspirational. Woohoo! And hey, Toy, research is a key ingredient as you're perfecting your craft. And then from the no sugar coating coach, oh yeah, I'm sure you say that a lot. So I'm thank sure. you everyone for tuning in and you know sharing the love of being inspired um, because we all need a little bit of a shot in the arm as we are 
pretty isolated as founders. You know, whether you're a solopreneur or you're leading a team of 100, you know, you don't have those folks. You can't be sharing that with your customers, your investors, your team. You know, so this is a great time to get the inspiration you needed. And so I love knowing, you know, why you shared that wonderful story about talking to the inner city kids and going, wow, I got as much yumminess as I did, you know, from giving that great advice, got it back in. You've gone now to, you know, upping your game, getting your DTM with the Toastmasters. How did you make those first few calls to say, hey, I want to come in and speak? Well, the, the cool thing, well, not, it wasn't a cool thing, but I'm a domestic violence survivor and thriver. So I had to figure out my niche, narrow things down. Yeah. Who am I going to court with my public speaking? And it was definitely my book, Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come, Memoirs of Women Who Survived Domestic Violence. And I know that we'll address that here in a little bit. But as a motivational speaker, it's important to have some type of published literature, yeah. it provides that credibility. So that was helpful. I published that in 2014. So I had to figure out what topics do I want to speak on that I'm passionate about, that people can glean from. I also had the benefit of being a veteran. So as a black woman, a veteran, I had all these different niches. Right. So people would hire me for to speak for Veterans Day because my uh, career was very fruitful, but I had some challenges. Because of my skin color and my gender and being a naval air crewman, I was the first in three different naval aviation squadrons. What? So that, that glass ceiling. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, because representation matters. You know, if you see it, you can be it. So you just, you know, set the, the road for many other women to follow you. Absolutely, absolutely. And matter of fact, just recently, I had a featured story in the Naval Aviation News Magazine. So it was bringing everything that I went through, it wasn't in vain, and brought it back full circle. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, just have, honing that passion and right. then being able to put it out there for people to... Um, see my value. Right. And so, you know, making those, putting these building blocks into place, you know, folks, these things don't happen overnight. You've got to, you know, up your game. You've got to bring all these parts and pieces into mm -hmm. your founder journey to get you, yourself poised and ready. And that's what you did, Jennifer. You, you got the literature, you got your written word pulled together, which really enhanced your ability to speak. And then you found out, okay, these are the areas that I can speak authentically about these yes. experiences that I had that I believe folks will find of value. Absolutely. So, you know, so then you had to start making the phone calls though, right? I mean, how did you find out that there were, did you find event planners? How did you find I ways? Would, um, I, so I would go to networking women networking events okay, that helped with marketing and branding and all those different things and i gleaned and i knew that and, and reading self-help books that cold phone calls when you're a startup it's part of it but i realized nobody really knows who i am and i didn't want to come off selling like a telemarketer <laughs> hi my name is jennifer foxworthy i'm a motivational speaker and I really wouldn't get anywhere. 
what really got my foot in the door was people recommending me, whether it was people that I knew or someone who knew of me and really putting myself out there, social media. I created my website on my own and upheld it and, and kept it up. Um, so it and was... It's a phenomenal website. Everybody, please go to inspirationallyspeaking.com. We have it right here on the lower third. If you're watching, links will be in the show notes. And I say that because you take the guesswork out for everybody. You give everybody the titles that they can have for you coming in to speak, areas, the group of people they can reach. It's like one right after another. You just hold everybody's hand and like, here, let me just spoon feed you what you need to know. It's really well, good. I have to give the credit because I hired Christine Lakeland. So she is my marketing coach and her team keeps up the website. But in my first four to five years or so, I did my website through GoDaddy and kept it up. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I need to go to the next level. <laughs> Can you help me get there? And Christine was recommended Excellent. by Women Veterans um, Association, or Re Women Veteran Speakers. And um, Christine has been phenomenal since. So wow. yeah, get me to that next level and keeps up the website. You know, and, and this is so fascinating because we can grab pieces of information from other founders' journeys. Now, when you went to price yourself, how did you figure that out? Because, of course, many speakers will, you know, go, quote, for free, you know, sell their books and get the experience up. But your time is valuable. Your expenses to get somewhere can be costly to show up in person when we could show up in person. How did you figure out the pricing for you? Initially, my pricing was was like $500. Yeah. But I also knew that in the my first 10 or so speaking engagements would maybe be for free because I'm just starting out. Right. But what I did is I purchased a video camera, a tripod, and I would film myself speaking. That way I could put it up on a YouTube channel. I could use it for marketing purposes. So I, pictures, I took, that might've been a free event, but I'm going to get the most out of that marketing for marketing that I absolutely can, as well as testimonials. That then fuels me increasing my price because here, I spoke for this church or I spoke for this organization. This is their testimonial. This is the footage. Now I'm coming with something. So it stepped. But I turned a corner when I uh, be became certified as a distinguished Toastmaster. Yep. And then in 2020, I took a pivot and became, thanks to Christine again, became a certified virtual presenter because no one was really hiring for in-person events. And, so what am I going to do? And you that's a whole new category, certified absolutely. virtual presenter. EVP, absolutely, through eSpeakers. And you you do what you must in order to succeed and, and stay valuable. You know, I'm thinking that that is probably a skill set you learned when you were serving our country in the U.S. Navy was that you needed to break some barriers. Right. And so you had to up your game within the system of the U.S. Navy. And you honed that skill set. And that was a transferable skill that you took to your 
entrepreneurship journey and founder journey, which is, you know, marketing yourself. Absolutely. And so you knew that you had to up your game. You had to, I mean, those are, you know, key marketing tips right here, folks, that Jennifer just shared, which is, okay, you might have to take the first few gigs for free, but make sure they're taking you, taking photos and videos of you. Make sure you capture that, put it into your media kit, blast it yes. out. And so now you have created the story and the validation that you are a paid speaker so that when you start saying, okay, we're happy to do that for 500 and then starting to increase and, oh, I can do a workshop for this mm -hmm. amount. And, you know, so good. And folks, you, you, can, you can do that with your products and your services as well. So take that advice from Jennifer. Thank you on that. And um, when, like, what was, what was the best moment when you went finally said, okay, you know, now I am in my mind's eye, a bona fide speaker. <laughs> you, uh, my, when I got hired for a five figure speaking job in California, oh. My largest audience at that time was over 500 people, and it was for an organization that wanted to, that was hosting their annual conference, and they wanted to reinvigorate their employees. And I was so used to having not organizations not have the budget to support what I wanted for my speaking fee, including transportation. And then I realized that they did have the budget. I put a figure out there. Before I knew it, I was putting one and some zeros and a comma, and and <laughs> they bit off on it. And I was like, that's what's up. And I'm like, after that, I knew what my worth was and what I wasn't going to go back to unless I decided myself. Because I still do things for free or for a, a, a nominal amount. I, I get that. And to me, and I know we'll speak about this in a moment, it's about the impact of that audience. Absolutely. But can, the money. can we just take a moment? Can you get out your pom-poms? I'm going to get out my clappers and go, yes, on that one. Very, very exciting, Jennifer. Seriously. that's I love hearing those turning points that we all have, right, founders, where you just go, oh, yeah, now I'm getting paid my worth or the business is rocking it and the valuation is absolutely deserving when you're raising money. Uh, you know all about valuations, right, founders, of this kind of uh, investment. Woo, I love it, something and fierce. I just have to share this. Not only did I have that great opportunity, but also other uh, four and five figure speaking opportunities, but I think I know what sealed the deal and was the cherry on top that no matter what speaking opportunity I get, I was the 2018 commencement speaker for my high school alma mater. And there was over 2,500 people in that arena, standing room only. To be able to pour into the young men and women about to embark on their journey of adulthood, my high school alma mater, that, to, that I'm humbled, honored. There's, yeah, I can come across so many opportunities, but to be a commencement speaker. That, that did it. Be, that did that it. That was, was like the cap. Yes. Oh, oh 
Oh, I'm so excited to hear that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> uh, I just gonna say hi to a few folks tuning in. Hey, Toy. Thank, yeah, my pleasure, Toy, for the shout out. No sugar coating coach. Gosh, I love that name, Something Fears. And thanks, Kirsten, for sharing the website, inspirationallyspeaking.com, in the thread. So grateful for that. Everybody hop on over to Jennifer's website. You're going to see some great examples of how to make things real easy for people to buy, okay? And, uh, <laughs> and Jessica is so happy and so excited for you as well. Oh, yes, get your money. Uh-huh. Come on, folks. You know, it, it's so easy to downplay and, you know, we have legacies that we're building and legacy just doesn't mean something that you're a pile of money you're going to give to your right. kids. It has a lot of other meanings, as we all know, and it's just so important. And here, speaking of incredible coaches and facilitators and speakers, Blair Glazer, what incredible value this interview brings. And again, everybody go to BlairGlazer.com if you're looking for the best facilitator and executive coach for the work that you're doing in your world. And... Oh, Heather McCormick Rimey, a beautiful, phenomenal, life transforming coach right here. Coaches are showing up today. Yay. I love you. Well, and, well and, done. You know, Heather helps people who, you know, are uncomfortable shining. And you know what that can be like, mm -hmm. right? About trying mm -hmm. to keep yourself quiet when you really have something important to say with the world. So she's saying beautiful mm -hmm. advice about worth and impact. And of course, Goddess Asia is just saying, uh-huh, bullseye on that. Yep. And celebrating the <laughs> commencement there. And uh, Toy is sharing, as speakers, coaches, it can be challenging going from complimentary free paid opportunities. Thanks for providing clarity and how you transition five figures again. Kudos. I agree, Toy. I'm really grateful that uh, Jennifer was sharing just, you know, how that transition happened. And she was being bold. You know, there's just a wonderful feeling when you ask for what you're worth. Absolutely. And the answer is always no, unless you ask, right? And you are spot on. You you don't know unless you ask. And then it's up to you to be flexible, whether you want to meet them where where they're at. And right. normally I will gauge on who the audience is. So if it's the youth, children, I have a sweet spot for our kids because I'm like, if I can impart some wisdom that will help change the trajectory of their current course, then so be it. So be I it. have to see it being proactive on the front end. And I'm a spiritual uh, woman. God will reward me on the back end. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, just being there. Yeah, it's, it's priceless. Well, and one well, of the ways that you jump-started jump all of this all of was this writing your book. book. So let me just bring this up here. Tomorrow, my sunshine will come. Folks, scan the, the QR code or hop on over again to the website to grab a copy. Share with us a little bit about how you came to understand domestic violence yourself and why it was important for you to write about it and share these other stories of women who were fighting for their lives and trying to get out. Well, domestic violence is like that dirty little secret, Andy, that nobody yeah. wants to speak about. And as a child, I grew up around it uh, in my home, my neighborhoods. You heard about it. But in my mind, I just thought it was physical. Physical. I didn't know there were other aspects to it. 
And unfortunately, as I was growing up, um, it wasn't considered attractive being dark skin, full lips, looking the way I do. And I had people who bullied that outer appearance and pick on it. And therefore, I developed that low self-esteem. And it went unprocessed, unchecked. Fast forward, I'm in the military, experienced many poor relationships. But I was in a, uh, I realized I was in an abusive relationship for five and a half years. And it was physical, it was emotional, financial, you know, when it just doesn't feel good. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm Gian Jane. I'm in the military. You know, I'm not going to let anybody put their hands on me. But I struggled to see the cycle because there wasn't a solid pattern of every Friday he's going to come home drunk. And this was another service member. It was service member on service member. I'm grateful that I was able to get out of it. But then came the part of healing. Yeah. And when I found out about the statistics, and I think that was the catalyst for the book, because I was so riddled with guilt and shame that I'm in the armed forces, I'm breaking barriers, I'm doing this, I'm traveling, I'm making my way. How did I find myself in this situation? But when I found out the statistics at that time, that one in four women and one in 10 men will be in a severe physical abusive relationship in their lifetime. I was like, oh my gosh, you mean I'm not alone? So then it really lowered the guilt and the shame. And That's what lovely. was I going to do about it? Right. So initially this book was supposed to be just a memoir of myself. But when I started sharing after I retired in 2013 that I was writing this book, I had several women that I served with said, me too. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Because they didn't look like someone who was battered. Right. And, you know, and this is, yeah, this is the shame, folks, that Jennifer's talking about, is that how could a strong, purposeful, driven, military, as you said, G.I. Jane woman, let this happen to her? You Absolutely. know? And so that's when you start to, de to deteriorate your self-worth and everything feels like a shell or a frame versus what you really are. Yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. How did I get here? And then for five and a half years, you know, what was I thinking? Why didn't I leave? And so this book, it turned into a collection of memoirs, true stories of fr all friends of mine, um, five of us, six we experienced our abuse while we were in the service and the military is male dominated. Yep. So as a woman, how do you share with your supervisors or someone that you're experiencing this in an intimate situation to get the help that you need when we're already looked at as not being wanted or that right. we're, we're weak. Oh, Jennifer, to this so day, we here. We hear the stories of our sisters in the military and what they go through, both verbal, which is just as abusive as physical. So thank you for pulling together this book, because when you realize you're not alone, right there, healing can start. And Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it how, did you, how did you shift from feeling so much shame about yourself into saying, no, you know, this was 
uh, journey I went through. I mean, how, how did you reframe it? I think, like I said, the statistics was very eye-opening for me. And then putting it from my mind and my heart onto paper and then hearing other people's stories. And I'm like, wow, okay, boy, there's just something about knowing that you're not alone. And we're not meant to be alone. That is uh, mental health issues happen when people isolate themselves and they put themselves in an alone environment. We are not meant to thrive by ourselves, whether we're introverts or extroverts. So I just truly believe that is not what was meant for us. When I realized that I wasn't alone, there were other stories. I drew strength from those other stories and I felt it was necessary to tell my testimony. That's where the strength and then the healing. I discovered a three-phase journey of healing. I acknowledged what I experienced instead of continuing to suppress it. And like, and you know, because we keep suppress as women, we suppress, we suppress, and then someone will say the the most innocent thing, and we blow up on them like a volcano spewing lava. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be that person that was bitter and just constantly in dysfunction and chaos. Then the second phase was restoring my broken soul after being ridiculed and put down for so long, I had to do affirmations. I knew it was important to look myself in the mirror and say, Jennifer, you are beautiful, despite what other people may say. You are worthy. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then the third phase that really catapulted me from being a victim to survivor to a thriver, I forgave. That is so critical. I forgave myself. I forgave my abuser. I forgave anyone who I held responsible for me being in these situations. And I'll share this quote with you real quick, Andy, and your audience. Nelson Mandela, he, ha- he, he has a quote that says, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping it kills your enemy. After a while, I got tired of drinking the poison. Yep, yep, the resentment on anything, everyone. That is a really important emotion to dilute as often as you can. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that because I really believe too that this experience is horrible and painful as it is for anybody. And I've been a victim as well. It is not easy to come back from. And it is a daily practice, but it makes mm-hmm. you so empathic to human suffering, human fragility and frailty. And it makes you a better speaker. Because now you're out there and you're, you've done so much of your own self-awareness work yes. that you're able to step up and say, hey, went through that, got the tiara, see all the jewels from those experiences. <laughs> now I'm here to help you. <laughs> now I'm here Absolutely. to help you and, and hopefully inspire you to step more fully into yourself and your authority. And founders, this is what we have to practice every day, which is... Sometimes that feeling of inadequacy that we get as founders, like, how did I get here? I don't know what I come up to 20 employees or I'm doing this or I'm raising money. What was I thinking? You know, you know, constantly having to step into that uh, role as a founder um, and the, whoa, faking it till you make it. But also, you know, founders, 
there's some things that, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this, that you're just not that good at. And you got to accept that too and be able to hire some folks for, but we just came off of that really powerful conversation. And I just wanted to say, um, Hey, you know, Heather is saying celebrating you so much, Jennifer, big time. You shine goddess for sure. Jessica saying, I'm into that. Absolutely. And toy is saying forgiveness is paramount. It's really for you. <laughs> it's the end of the day. It is, best for who you be as hard as it can be to do that. So let's talk about founders because, wow, things get so busy. You have this great vision and then you launch the business and things start happening. It's kind of like raising your first child. They start taking off without you and you're like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm like one page in that chapter ahead of the kid as they're growing. It's the same thing with your business. You're trying to keep everything moving forward while keeping customers and team members and investors and board of advisors all inspired and motivated. But at right. the end of the day, it's like, I got to meet payroll. I've got to make this call. I've got to get this happen. Oh my God, that fire has to be put out. This has to happen over here. It's overwhelming the day-to-day -day responsibilities and can drag us down founders. But guess what your job is? Your job is to motivate and inspire the vision and keep lifting everybody up to be doing the vision and the work of your business. So Jennifer, I'm turning to you. Take us to church and how founders can step more fully and authentically into their roles as leaders and owner, business owner. That's what you are, founder. And so often this is their first time for founders having a business. So they still have a lot of that award system left over from the employee mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Versus the why driven mm -hmm. goals that you need as a founder. Can you share some advice with folks? I think the key thing is consistency. Let's lean towards being consistent instead of what is convenient. That is, I think, key. And then being focused, intentional, and thriving. That's my let's get fit, my brand, my motto. What is fit, F-I-T? What does that stand for? Focused, intentional, and thriving. Got it. Fit is the root word for fitness. And, you know, if you think about your physical well-being, but we need to be fit in every category of our life, financial, being right. an entrepreneur, our health, you name it. We need to be fit, focused, intentional, and thriving. If you look, if you think of a tire, there's uh, several spokes. Those spokes represent an aspect of your life, whether health, finances, right. um, mental well-being. So, focused, intentional, and thriving. So, what's again, the, what's the way ahead. we can be focused? Is that something we have to remind ourselves in the morning? Uh, you know, I know you got all these little fires that you got to put out, but is 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 there a practice that we can bring to help us be continue to be focused on our why and be inspired? Absolutely. I think there's, that's why there's apps. You know, people have Calendly. They have accountability partners. I have a calendar and I have a to-do list and I cross things out as I go through. And I figure out, okay, I'll take care of this today or I'll take care of this tomorrow. That way I'm not filling my plate up and feeling overwhelmed. Right. How, if we are focused, intentional, we are able then to thrive and it alleviates being overwhelmed because an overwhelmed 
entrepreneur, founder, leader is no good for their clients or their employees. That's right. And founders who are incorporated, all right, you have a lot of governance you need to do, and it can be exhausting. And if you're not doing it, go look into what you should be doing. But I highly recommend as soon as you can, bring someone on board who loves all of that, if that's not your thing. Now, governance and admin stuff is just, you love that. Okay, you continue to do that as long as you're also remembering to bring the mission and the vision to folks. And if you feel like, I I just want to focus on the engineering aspect of this business or the operations aspect of this business, I am really into details and I could care less about sharing the vision, then you bring on a co-founder or a team member who really is good at that, who can be talking to the investors and reminding everybody what this business is about. And I just want to put you out to put it out there because as we were talking about earlier, you don't want to feel badly about yourself because you can't deliver on something that you're just not good at. All right. You want to stay focused on your sweet spot. And I think that ties into being intentional, right, Jennifer? Absolutely. It, It saves you time, money, space, um, negative relationships. You know, I have, I'm sure you do, Andy, you have so many people reaching out to you, but their, their motives are suspect. And this is where about health, having healthy boundaries come into play as well. The time stealers, you know, the, the, the time suckers and just, you know, what are your motives? Are they pure? Are you really looking for collaboration or are you just on my the coattails or or is it all about you? And that's what being intentional is about. So we have to learn that no is a complete sentence. Amen. Amen. Healthy boundaries with self and others. And how do you talk about that with folks? How do you help folks create those healthy boundaries? I help people understand that, like you said, that no can be a complete statement, Mm -hmm. but recognizing if we weren't given or taught healthy boundaries in as a child, we don't know what that looks like as we grow Mm -hmm. up as an adult. We kind of make it up as we go, but it may not always look the best. We overstep our boundaries. We may not understand the word no. And then we pout like a child when told no. So it's about that self-awareness of what healthy boundaries, and especially as a woman who experienced domestic violence, I didn't have boundaries. I let people just blur that line and walk all over it. And I think that is the reason why I'm so passionate and in tune with no more. No more will I let someone use me no longer will I allow myself to be in negative relationships that serve no positive purpose. Right. What's so. some language folks can use? Because sometimes, especially as women, we are people pleasers, we are caregivers, we are peacemakers, and we want to make everybody happy. So we can maybe- say that doesn't work for me at this time. I'm not comfortable with that. That so when you say things, it's all about that effective communication. It can be palatable to the receiver. So if you are confident 
and you look that person in the eye and say, I'm not comfortable with that, or I'm not okay with that, or not at this time. If you say it respectfully, confidently, then it should be received. And if it's not received well, that's not your problem. It's about sharing what is on your heart and on your mind to protect you. Take that in everybody. If it's not received well. Now, if they keep coming back and saying, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but how do you still nip it in the butt? Because some people can be exhausting and how they keep coming back. That's when you unfriend them, you block them. But like, clearly, if you're not getting my verbal message, let me give you some nonverbal cues. <laughs> but yeah, you tell them this is not working for me. And if you continue to overstep your boundaries or push, then I will do A, B, and C. There's consequences. That person needs to know that there are consequences to their pushiness. And that goes for team members, folks. Remember, Absolutely. you are not a Fortune 500 company yet, if that's your goal. Um, you don't have the bandwidth for people who aren't adding value, who are sucking the spit out of everybody. So you, again, when you set everything up for bringing team members on, you make sure they're A, employees that will, B, they understand the culture and expectations, and C, yes. do not hesitate to let them go. Absolutely. You said a key word there. Let people know what the expectations are. Yeah. The, when the mission and the vision are clear, everybody must be on the same page. Everybody must be seen as an investment. But if you have that one person that just keeps on, no, I want it my way, or uh, I'm not getting it, or... Or I'm not happy one, and negative, negative, negative. Absolutely. There's normally a reason why that person is. So this is where emotional intelligence is so important for a founder, for a leader. Actively listening to why is this person so pushy? Maybe it's not that they're trying to take over. Maybe it's because they are not aware of healthy boundaries and they may need to be taught. So as leaders, it's important to have a level of emotional intelligence to communicate effectively to your team, your clients, your audience, whoever it may be. That, that's key. And sometimes have that list as you're stepping into the new world of boundary setting. Just make sure you have that list there, that support list, or even better, a coach, someone yes. like Blair, who we talked about, or Heather or Toy, the, the no sugar coating coach, mm -hmm. um, you know, have people like that in your life. So you can call and say, I'm struggling with this and they can yes. help you. And you can even use a script until you get stronger, folks. Seriously, it's just like lifting weights and stuff like that. It, it, it has a great feeling when it when you start really implementing it. And of course, that clear communication is the best from day one. These are the expectations and our culture is this. And if that's not a fit for you, you know, we will find out fast enough. Um, um, Asia has a question, which I'm going to bring up because, you know, we had that wonderful conversation about forgiveness. And so she says, regarding the bridge between resentment and forgiveness, 
Would you re recommend burning it, walking across it, or taking another route? Or is it that the bridge isn't necessary for forgiveness? I want to make sure that I understand what Asia's, um, Asia's uh, question. Yeah. So I think um, well, how I'm seeing this, Asia, it, oh, go ahead, Jennifer. I think it's necessary to recognize where the bitterness is or the resentment is coming from. Right. And why are we holding on to it? I know for my situation, I wanted my abuser to hurt. I wanted to know that he was fat and bloated and miserable. I wanted that satisfaction. But I realized I was not even with him. He went on with his life. I started a new life and I was still giving him control of my mind and of my time. So I went from victim to survivor. And I think there's a difference between a survivor and a thriver. A survivor can physically get out of the relationship, but still be held captive emotionally and mentally. A thriver will find purpose from the pain and move forward. So there was a good bit of time where I was in survivor mode, where I was just existing. So I think that there is a bridge that can be crossed when you recognize, and that comes from a level of self-awareness, that, wow, I am spinning my wheels wondering and looking if that person is miserable when I'm stopping my tracks and I'm not truly living my best life. If, is that what I want? The answer is no. What needs to happen is that forgiveness. And that is so key. And I didn't reach out to him and shake his hand and say, hey, guess what? I, this is your lucky day. I'm going to forgive you today. How about that? No, I just put it, I prayed about it. I put it in my mind and my heart and just, I'm going to forgive. And when I did, it felt like a, a ton was lifted from my shoulders. Sometimes forgiveness is, can be a selfish act. It's not necessarily for that person that has harmed you or hurt you. It's for you to release. Yeah. I want to live my best life. Right. And having that anvil on you or being handcuffed to that person, they're often, they're not thinking about you at all. Not at all. And, and this happens too in the workplace when you've had a really bad experience there or, yes. you know, with other people in your life. So it, it's just such great advice. And um, uh, Asia, you are very, very welcome. She says, thank you for all the resources, especially the phrases to let people know what is working and what is not. And hey, Cassandra, so happy you tuned in today. Yes, we love those nonverbal clues. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a great way to just say, nope, no, thank you. That's, we're done. Yep, and, click. you know. And returning to, you know, the, your founder journey, everybody, really know your sweet spot and stay focused on your sweet spot. Thank you for sharing that, Heather, so much. So I know you've got some great things happening right now. Um, I want to bring up this wonderful event. Is this one of your virtual events? Actually, this is in a hybrid format. Okay. This is the Unstoppable You Conference. It has been on tour since 2013. We um, so for this year, we're on a three-state tour. We just wrapped up Maryland in June on June 12th. This one is in Jacksonville, Florida on September 25th. And if you can't be there in person to enjoy the presentations and vendors, 
We definitely have a virtual producer who will ensure you have an amazing time virtually, regardless of where you at or where you're at around the globe. I'm excited about this particular conference um, or group of presenters because majority of them are all military veterans. Yes, and they'll be speaking on key topics such as such as overcoming adversity, um, mental health awareness. Because um, our service members, we, we deal with depression and anxiety. Um, right. And because this is hosted by my nonprofit organization, Unstoppable You Ministries, one of our demographics that we help and support are human trafficking victims. So we have a presenter that will provide that human trafficking awareness. So it's an array of speakers speaking on a multitude of topics. We will have vendors there. It is an, a, an amazing time. It's very diverse and it's appropriate for 12 years old to adults. I want people to bring their teenagers, surround them with unstoppable people. Wow, that's great. You know, I'm going to just throw the, the link into the uh, comments, everybody, but for RSVP, but also you can find the link in the show notes, depending when you're tuning in. But as, um, uh, Jennifer was saying it is on Saturday, September 25th, 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. So you've got plenty of time to RSVP and to learn more, uh, whether you're watching this during the replay or, or uh, via podcast or you're with us today. That's wonderful, wonderful news. And especially, you know, starting to get those unstoppable thoughts uh into folks at such an early age. So I'm really grateful for you for that. Absolutely. And I will just share this with um, people. So this um, Jacksonville is the second stop. And then after that is York, Pennsylvania. But one of the aspects of the conference is that we give a complete head to toe fashion makeover to selected homeless men and women. We collaborate with small business owners in that community. Um, shelters, transition homes. And to date, my nonprofit has been able to bless 45 homeless men and women with a head-to-toe makeover. And as you can imagine, it is simply priceless. And over 90% of them are no longer homeless. Oh my gosh, that is a huge impact. Yes, Thank it's you. all about that impact, Andy. It sure is. And we were talking about this before we went live, folks. So talk about impact, you know, and especially nowadays with social media, you think that you have to be an influencer with a million followers, right? Impact is one conversation with one person, right? Jennifer, talk a little bit about that as in the ripple effect of impacting just even one person. I truly believe that when we work on ourselves, mind, body, and soul with that self-awareness and implementing strategically uh, st strategies and techniques of self-care, then we can become light like a pebble. So I have this presentation, what has the greatest impact, a pebble or a rock? If you throw a rock into a pond, it splashes, it sinks, goes straight to the bottom. But if you are in that rock, that could be heavily laden with guilt and shame, unforgiveness, burnout, overwhelm, mental health issues, that just compounds on itself. But when you put in strategies and techniques, then it starts to shed, 
and now you're small like a pebble. You throw that pebble into a pond, it creates ripples. And that's what I believe we should be doing every moment of our lives in our home, in our workplace, in our communities. Yeah. One conversation at a time, folks. It does have an effect. I'm so grateful for that, Jennifer. What are you working on now that you would like some help from the Startup Life Live community? We can add wind to your sales or open a door for you. How can we help serve you? I would love for your audience to, number one, check out my, I have a for-profit, which is the Inspirationally Speaking LLC, and then I have the nonprofit. On the for-profit side, I am a motivational speaker. I have various topics. I'm an authentic, transparent, um, very humorous, real talk, motivational speaker. If you know someone or a corporate that could glean from my presentations, please do that warm call, that introduction to encourage them to bring me on. Also, purchase the book. Go to the website or reach out to me personally. I can send you a personal autographed copy of Tomorrow My Sunshine Will Come to help you understand more about domestic violence. Maybe you have a family member who's experiencing it, but you just don't know how do they find themselves in this situation where there's six stories, all true from courageous women. I take that reader, the reader from childhood to adult and just really open that reader's eyes of how does this happen? And then on the nonprofit side with Unstoppable You Ministries, please share the flyer, come to the event in person or virtual, um, or you can always make an in-kind donation sponsorship. Again, we are helping people who are affected by domestic violence, human trafficking, and homelessness. That is the mission. Those are the demographics that we serve in on the Unstoppable You, um, our mission and vision. And I have to tell you that you know the makeover is so key. When we had the founder of Arc Vita on the show, Alyssa, um, she was sharing you know, one of her passions in LA, which is the homeless there. As you know, they have a horrible homeless situation in Los Angeles. And when mm -hmm. she did she went around, they all interviewed them. They said, what's so important? And other than a key, you know, to their own mm -hmm. home, showers, they want to be clean. They don't want to be smelling like that. And they don't want to be looking like that. If you mm -hmm. could just provide a place where you could go take showers and get cleaned up and shave and do our mm -hmm. hair. <laughs> and, you know, that would above. help so much because it's a spiral. So thank you for your unstoppable. You're, you're so welcome. We've even helped two people get dentures. Mm, nice. People have no idea what oh. teeth, how big of an impact having teeth are. We take it for granted, but many people, although they won't tell them into their face, but if you don't have teeth, employers are not quick to hire you. Yeah. And so you can't get the dentures because you don't have the job. You don't have the job because you don't have the teeth. So it's a horrible cycle. And that's some of the things that my nonprofit has been able to help people. Okay. And it has changed your self-esteem dramatically. Ripple effect, people. It's so powerful. You're creating a ripple effect everywhere you glow, Jennifer. You made the bold choice when you retired from the U.S. Navy to step into not only finding your voice, but helping others find theirs what is it that you have 
taken away from this journey of entrepreneurship that has just benefited you both personally and professionally? Like Nemo or Dory, just keep going. Once you find your passion and you are walking boldly in your purpose, you don't see it as a job. It is a joy. So just keep going. You may have to pivot to the left or pivot to the right. There may be people that drop off out of your life. Everything has a season. Some people, you know, and if it ends, recognize it. Don't be bitter. Just see it for what it is. If it steals your peace, your joy, your happiness, it's not meant to be in your life. But just keep going. Your voice, your gifts, your talent is meant to make an impact. Somebody is waiting for you. Awesome. Really good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just a few more comments. Oh, yeah. I'm getting me some pom-poms, everybody, just saying. (laughs) Uh, Asia is just, you know, tons of flowers and says, thank you for your service on so many levels. I agree. And the the Cassandra, you're so amazing. I love that. The Cassandra, that is so amazing. Such an impact, right? I agree 100%. Asia's just sharing all the emojis that one could ever hope for. And, uh, and, you know, goosebumps and, you know, understanding, you know, the survivor from childhood, whew, by the grace of God. Absolutely. Jennifer, I'm going to throw you into the green room and have you stay there so I can give you a big virtual hug and wrap up the show. I'm so honored that you joined us today to share your story, your insights, your inspiration, your motivation, your views of the world, how to say no and you know, the language we need to step out of domestic violence and not just be survivors, but be thrivers. You really impacted folks today in such a meaningful way. I'm so grateful you joined us. It's been a pleasure, Andy, with your delicious self. And delicious. <laughs> I love you, honey. Thank Yay. you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you, Bye, Jennifer, everybody. so much for joining us and adding so much value to our lives. Oh, did you see that salute, folks? Dang, that's a good salute. Podcast, folks, you may want to go over to the video and watch that one for sure. I'm so grateful that you all tuned in. If you have any questions for Jennifer, hop, throw them into the comment thread. No matter when you're tuning in, we'd love to answer the questions that you have. Um, and we'll get right to you because we want to make sure that you are up and running with your journey. And I know that you learned a lot from the beautiful words that Jennifer shared today. Um, I want to share with you who is coming on the show next. I'm going to pull this right up onto the screen and introduce you to the one and only Justin Ayers. Now, this is on the Startup Life live show on Tuesday, July 27th at 12 p.m. ET. Justin is a self-proclaimed recovering healthcare trial attorney, and he's been an advocate for the LGBTQ community since 2009. And after four prior businesses, Justin and his team have launched Equality MD. And this is just a recent launch because during the pandemic, they really saw the disparity for good healthcare for the LGBT community. And this is a telehealth portal and it serves the LGBTQ community so they can easily access 
LGBTQ inclusive medical professionals from any device, any location nationwide. And this is so important. And we're going to learn all about this phenomenal founder. You wouldn't believe the businesses he's had as a recovering healthcare trial attorney. And what he's doing now is so impactful. It really tags into what Jennifer and I were talking about having an big impact, a ripple effect on the world. So I hope that you can tune in on the 27th at 12 p.m. ET. And of course, how do you know what's coming up next on the Startup Life Live show? You join the meetup group. Here's the QR code or visit bit.ly backslash Startup Life Live. Live is in all caps. And that way you'll receive an alert whenever I post a new show. And you know, I love seeing you in the comment threads to say hi and you who and share and amplify your business and everything you're doing in the world. But I'm also around in social media. So be sure to you know, tag up with me, say hello, share what's going on with you and your businesses. Good times, tough times. You know, I'm here for you. And I've got a lot of Andylicious resources that I can share with you to help your journey move forward easier and uh, with a little more grace and ease. But until then, I just want you to remember these wonderful words from A.A. Milne and Winnie the Pooh, which is, promise me you'll remember that you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and oh yeah, wicked smarter than you think, as we say here in Boston. You are on a wonderful journey. I'm so proud of you, and I'm cheering wildly for you right here. Keep up the great work. Until next time, I'm wishing you a delicious day wherever you are. Mwah, mwah, mwahs to all of you.